Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and today we are in day 23 of a 30-day Advent series I call Unimaginatively 30 Days of Jesus. And we've looked at verses overlaid on photographs that represent the verse um, of his prophecies of his coming, his birth and early life, um, Jesus as second person of the Trinity. And now we are in a section that of verses that show Jesus various ministries on earth. We've seen him as servant, teacher, shepherd, intercessor. And today we look at Jesus as healer. The verse of the day is from Mark 1, 40 to 41, which says, And a man with leprosy came to Jesus, imploring him and kneeling down and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And moved with compassion, Jesus reached out with his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Jesus healed people of their afflictions and diseases. He healed Mary who had seven demons. He healed the woman who had a blood issue for 12 years. He healed lepers, even touching them, a dramatic departure from protocol. He healed the centurion servant from a distance. Whether with word or a touch, the power of Jesus to heal was demonstrated. He healed the blind, the sick, even the dead. He healed Peter's mother-in-law, strangers or friends, he healed. He did this to show who he was and who he said he was from God, son of God, Messiah, the prophesied one. He did this to show his omnipotence. He healed to show his compassion. Now, there's a word used um, for Jesus with compassion. I cannot pronounce it. It's S-P-L-A-G. C-H-N-I-Z-O-M-A-I, a Greek word, meaning compassion. And it's used 12 times in the New Testament. And each time it is used, it's Jesus who is experiencing the compassion. Prior to the New Testament, the word when used meant courage. Splankizomai is not the only word used for compassion in the New Testament, but it is distinctly used with Jesus and in the context of his healings. We read this from the Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary. Quote, Jesus took the term a step further and used it to define the attitude that should capture the life of every believer. In the parable of the unforgiving servant, the master had compassion and forgave the servant's debt, Matthew 18, 27. The prodigal son's father had compassion on him, Luke 15, 20. The good Samaritan had compassion on the injured traveler, Luke 10, 33. And Jesus had compassion on the crowd, Mark 6, 34. People needing help asked Jesus for compassion. Mark 9, 22, etc. 
end quote from Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary. People who need help are the ones who need compassion also. Jesus is a God of compassion, and he demonstrated this in his willingness to heal. This word is used 12 times um, in the New Testament in the context of Jesus' healing combined with his compassion. And you can look in the um, on the blog for all those 12 verses. We have some show note links um, that discuss Jesus as healer. And this one is from um, Yale University, the ISM review called The Heavenly Physician, Jesus as Healer in Early Christian Art. And their paragraph begins, quote, Health is a human concern and has always been a focus of prayer among Christians who pray for the sick whenever they gather for worship. It certainly is no surprise that health and well-being was also a primary concern in the time of Jesus. Healthcare existed, of course, but it was arguably as difficult to negotiate then as it is now. Physicians could be consulted, but it cost money, and it was expensive. People could also consult magicians to procure spells to ward off maladies. Quite often, the ill and infirm treated their health as a religious matter and turned to gods and goddesses in the Greco-Roman pantheon, such as Hercules or Asclepius and Isis for healing. And their article goes on. It's it's pretty interesting. There is a sermon from John MacArthur called Does God Still Heal? And the paragraph begins, quote, Perspectives on faith healing all often seem as varied as the number of faith healers around. Some say God wants to heal all sickness. Others come close to conceding that God's purposes may sometimes be fulfilled in our illnesses and infirmity. Some equate sickness with sin. Others stop short of that, but still find it hard to explain why spiritually strong people get sick. Some people just flat out blame the devil, and they think if they can tie the devil up in a knot and send him off to Tibet or something, everybody will get well. End quote from that paragraph from John MacArthur's sermon, Does God Still Heal? And one more from Johnny Erickson Tata, called A Deeper Healing. She says, quote, he asked him, do you want to get well? Jesus said to him, get up and walk. I cannot tell you how many times I would lie in that bed, straining to make my muscles move, and I would sing a hymn I had learned as a child. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, Jesus, do not pass me by. But I never got up out of that bed and walked. And it seemed back then that Jesus had passed me by. Well, that was the end of the quote from Johnny Erickson Tata, which you may know or not know. She has been a paralytic since she was a young woman um, 
46, 55 years, somewhere in there, many, many years, most of her life. Well, Jesus heals. Sometimes he chooses not to heal. But Jesus as healer is combined with his compassion. We have an involved, compassionate, loving God who, whether it is his purpose to heal or not heal, he is not remote and he is not uncaring. All things work together for the good of those who love him and for his glory. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.